Hi, y'all. Welcome to our very first episode of Queer and Trans Latinidad, a short-form podcast about racialized sexuality and Latinx life brought to you by students in the Chicanx Studies Department at UC Davis. I'm your primary host, Josh Redwine, a graduate student in Cultural Studies and instructor in Chicanx Studies. Over the next six weeks, we hope to engage y'all in interesting ways about complex topics that might arouse some deeply held feelings. Our upper division seminar class will be meeting for conversations about the intersections and interactions between gender, sexuality, race, class, and ability under racial capitalism and white supremacy. Releasing podcasts semi-weekly, our goal is to translate our course conversations into digestible and entertaining episodes that apply the concepts and histories we're learning about in class to contemporary culture, current events, and collective understandings of sex and sexuality. We hope that through these episodes, we might allow audiences a window into the disparate and supple ways that queer and trans modes of being and belonging are reshaping the world around us, and highlight the potentials of the university classroom for sparking necessary and relevant conversations about racial politics. This class and this podcast start by taking queer and trans not just as identity labels, but as intellectual and political projects. Projects which are fundamentally distinct from the liberal LGBT politics that have been dominated by white, middle-class voices, and homonormative fights for inclusion within existing structures of power. Over the course of the next month and a half, we will be tackling notions of pleasure, trauma, play, performance, memory, aesthetics, futurity, and perversity. Each episode will be produced by a different group of students who are our resident experts for the week. These students will choose a format that best suits their topic and their personal interests and put together a 10 to 20 minute episode that hopefully will help whatever audience finds our show to engage in new ways with the liberatory potentials of racialized queer and trans life. Today's introductory conversation is a primer on terminology. As the class has discussed from our very first meeting, the ethos of this podcast and of our shared seminar space demands that we stop asking binary questions like, is X queer? Such questions serve to determine an individualized inside and outside to queer experience that reproduces the modes of policing and exclusion built into supremacist politics. Our aim is to replace this kind of framing with the question, what is queer about X? A question which always leaves room for queer interpretations and experiences. In this spirit, today we're asking, what is queer about the X in Latinx? Now the X is often a source of confusion for people. Even if they've heard it used, they don't often know what it means or what it does. Latin X. No, no, no tengo ni idea de qué significa palabra, sinceramente. Thinking? No. No. Is it a channel? No, but have you heard of the iPhone X? That's similar. Similar to what? iPhone X. Like. Well, looks like 
medicine name. <laughs> Latin X. I, I don't know. Is it like Malcolm X? I don't know. This clip from NBC Latino is three years old now, and in the intervening time, the X has been adopted more and more into mainstream discourse, especially by news media. Okay, Hispanic, Latino, Latinx. These are all terms to describe people of Latin America or Spanish descent. Tens of millions of Americans who are integral to this country's story. So in an effort to be as inclusive as possible, I've often used the gender neutral term Latinx on this show. I've used it in segments about Afro-Latinx representation in film and about immigration in the future of the uh, Museum of the American Latino. But it's not a widespread term. According to Pew, only 3% of Latinos use Latinx to describe themselves. And I have to say, every time I say it, it kicks up a comment storm on social media. There is perhaps no more controversial and overblown debate about Latinidad right now than the contentious fight over the adoption of the X as a replacement for the A-O at the end of Latino or Chicano. The use of the X in mixed company is likely to result in criticism and consternation. Debate over whether the X is an appropriate or functional intervention that almost always circles back to the idea that the X is an outside imposition some politically correct signal of virtue and wokeness from outside Latinidad. To correct that falsehood, the X originates with queer and trans Latinxes and was imbued with a radical political valence by black and indigenous Latinxes who face violence, exploitation, and erasure within Latinx life and culture. This linguistic intervention is, as Alan Palaez Lopez argues, not a trend, but a wound. It is a deep expression of the violences which are built into Latinidad as an identity category. A gaping reminder of what Lopez calls the four wounds of Latinidad. Anti-blackness, settler colonialism, femicide, and inarticulation. The X is above all else an agitation. It serves to irritate and anger in its insistence that Latina o, this term which has been chosen as the most politically correct and useful mode of identifying ourselves as racialized, is actually deeply flawed and is directly responsible for perpetuating harm. We need look no further than the long histories of blanqueamiento and mestizaje in Latin America to understand that Latinx as a category of belonging is already steeped in white supremacy. It should come as no surprise to any of us that the broader Latinx community is hostile toward the X. When have the interventions and critiques lodged by queer and trans communities or black and indigenous communities been welcomed with open arms by those being critiqued? Folks who point to the unpopularity of the X within Latinx community are saying exactly what the X serves to remind us. Latinx community is openly dismissive of the needs and voices of those who are victimized by the pervasive anti-blackness, settler colonialism, and heteropatriarchy within our communities. There is no better evidence that the X is necessary than the constant pushback it faces from liberal and conservative Latinxes who are comfortable with their intra-ethnic status quo and don't want their self-determined identity formation questioned by anyone with additional intersectional claims to oppression. 
Admitting that the X is a useful and necessary reminder of our own failures requires a commitment to do better. Realistically, many in our community have little interest in doing or being better to anyone outside the mestizo confines of mainstream Latinidad. Despite its origins and adoption as a radical critique of Latinx identity, the X has been roundly mocked, vilified, and scorned as an invention and imposition attributed specifically to white folks. But herein lies the central dilemma with the X and its current role in our conversation. Like all other radical political gestures under neoliberalism, the X has now been effectively co-opted by white liberal politics and multiculturalism into a symbol of inclusivity. Ask people on the street what they think the X stands for and what it means, and the word inclusivity is what comes up again and again. Latinx is just like a, a gender neutral term, especially with like modern age, like the more people are coming to identify less with like male and female and kind of finding themselves in between. So kind of, especially with Spanish being like a very gendered language, having something like Latinx for people who don't identify with like both male and female specifically. The term Latino kind of denotes, uh, denotes a, the masculine form. And so it's inclusive. It includes all genders instead of just like the masculine form. That's to encompass male, female, cisgender, transgender, the whole spectrum. I think it refers to like everyone. Because some people don't like being defined as like Hispanic, and some people don't like being defined as like Latina or Latina. Now, the simple adoption of the X in Latinx as a form of inclusion will never be an adequate basis on its own for a radical politics under white supremacy and neoliberalism. Without a political commitment and actual work, the X is an empty gesture, an intervention that does little to transfigure the world around us. Taking Balayas Lopez's configuration of the X as wounding as a starting point, we should instead use the X as the impetus for a new project of dismantling the structures of oppression, which we recognize undergird Latinidad. It should serve as an ongoing and agitational reminder of the violences we commit against one another within Mestiza Latinidad. If we allow the X to be wholly co-opted into empty promises of diversity, equity, and inclusion, which leave oppressive, oppressive systems and institutions in place, its radical potential will slowly be undone. The X is right now becoming little more than a token gesture of inclusivity. My advice to Latinxes and non-Latinxes alike is that they should hesitate to use Latinx unless they've committed themselves to the real work of fighting against white supremacy, not just as a power dynamic beyond Latinidad, but as a constitutive aspect of Latino identity as it's most commonly and popularly defined. It might be useful to briefly compare the term to the recent adoption of the term intersectionality into our mainstream. Both the X and intersectionality are attempts to name problems, not solutions. This is crucial. Crenshaw's original theorization from within critical race theory worked to define a foundational problem within the U.S. legal framework, namely a refusal to recognize and account for the complex ways in which identities and modes of oppression interact with and impact one another in our experiences of the world. 
the work of actually solving this problem comes after we've acknowledged that there's a problem in the first place. So too must we think of the X as a starting point rather than an endpoint or solution in and of itself. Intersectionality has served to agitate and shake loose structuralist formations of identity and reconfigure our own relationships to our identities as they inform our engagement with institutions and with structures of power. Just as we might ask what is queer about our politics, how do they heal the wounds of Latinidad, we must also ask what is intersectional about our politics. How do they repair the institutional refusals to see subjects for their complexity? For this class and this podcast, we turn to Queer of Color Critique to begin answering and contemplating these questions. Queer of Color Critique has grown out of women of color feminisms and the black radical tradition and is greatly informed by Crenshaw's theorizations of identity. But we mustn't confuse these radical critiques of existing structures for wholesale solutions in and of themselves. Instead, we must commit ourselves to reimagining and reconfiguring the world around us to dismantle and replace these structures of oppression with new modes of being and doing. Perhaps we will abandon Latinidad altogether. Balayas Lopez also has a digital art project and social media campaign called Hashtag Latinidad is Cancelled which serves to question the viability of Latina o X as a means of naming and organizing a meaningful political coalition or identity formation in a globalized context. In part, their work points us to the global south and the ongoing imperial and settler violences on which U.S.-based Latinidad continues to rely. The X in Latinx can still be utopic. It can gesture towards radical futures not yet known. But it can only do that work when we imbue it with radical political commitments and forms of community care and intimacy. Queer and trans theory allow us to see not only the pains and traumas of racialized sexuality and Latinx life, but also the pleasures and possibilities built into our sensual, affective, and imaginative experiences with the world. The X can indeed eventually be a source of healing, but only if we build from our failures, refusals, and ruptures first. Only if we refuse simplistic answers and instead insist on radical rethinking of Latinx and Chicanx identity and politics guided by the promise of a world beyond that has addressed the specific violences that helped build the identitarian and political formations we have now. We encourage y'all to contribute and build on the conversations that we share on this podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed our first conversation today. In the future, the podcast will usually be hosted by a group rather than a singular host, and I think it will be all the better for it. I look forward to the conversations our class creates for this format, and I invite y'all to join us as we translate our course discussions into public chats for a broader community. Stay safe, stay queer, and take care. Goodbye, y'all.